Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome in to the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. We're coming to you from coast to coast. As always, our guy, Michael Lombardi, out on the East Coast at his office in Jersey. I'm Stormy Bonantoni holding down the fort at our VEASAN studio in Las Vegas. We've got NFL training camps underway. We've got Step Into My Office, a couple of great guests as well. But for our YouTube TV linear viewers, VEASAN.com, everybody, if you're like, what in the heck? Why am I only seeing this girl's mug? Where's Michael Lombardi? We are all audio today, having some technical difficulties, unfortunately. But, Michael, we will push through. Yes, we will, Stormy. I mean, you know, it's a sign of mental toughness. We've got to endure through this. And hopefully Comcast in the South Jersey area will get their stuff going because that's what we need to have happen. They've got to make it happen. Yes, help us out. Come on, people. Um, But we got a great show on tap nonetheless. Glad that we can hear you so clearly. And I do want it to be known as we jump right in today, Michael, that not even I, after everything that I said yesterday, could jinx Brian Harmon. He got it done in the Open Championship. Yes. And, and, and it was the first thing he said, and it said, pr- pr- as much as Stormy didn't want me, because <laughs> obviously that fan on the second hole that said, you're going to choke, right? Mm-hmm. That was delivering the message to him. Uh, you know, he knew about you, Stormy. He was aware of it out there. There were a lot of people on that course rooting against him. How about the fact that he only had, what, 105 putts for the four days? Yep, 106. And he didn't, 106. And he didn't miss a, a single putt within five feet all weekend. And even with you with the voodoo doll, stabbing them, you know, wanting them to miss it. I mean, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Listen, I wouldn't call myself a voodoo doll or a heckler. I was promoting (laughs) what was possible for him, not bringing him down. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know, we know. I mean, you know, look, you were just stating the facts. You were playing Joe Friday on Dragnet. You were just stating the facts. That's all you were doing. That's all I can do. But he does win the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool. Shot a 13-under for the tournament. Six shots clear of the four players who all tied for second. His lead never dropped below three. Just three days of absolute dominance for Brian Harmon. And and you got to feel good for him. Well, we are pushing through some some difficulties here on the Lombardi line today, Michael. There are a couple of teams that, as NFL training camps are underway, are already having the, the injury bug strike their squads. We saw today... 
Uh, running back Naeem Hines for the Bills, expected to miss the entire 2023 season after suffering yeah. a knee injury that's going to need surgery. He reportedly was sitting on a stationary jet ski when another rider hit him. And then from a practice standpoint, Lions safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, non-contact knee injury for him this morning, had to be carted off the practice field. You know, these are the sad part. This is what most general managers and coaches worry about in the offseason is these injuries that occur outside of the practice field, right? So Hines is just innocently doing jet skiing, having a good time. And, you know, and now he's going to miss the season. But Stormy, what makes the matter worse is he could potentially not get paid. The collective mm -hmm. bargaining agreement has stipulations in it that simply say, if you have an injury outside of the football element, the building, the field, then that qualifies for non-football related injury. And so they don't have to pay them. They do not have to pay them a nickel. And so that's the tragedy of it all. And for, you know, you could say that's kind of cold and all that. I agree it is. It's very challenging. But the reality of it is, is, you know, that's the rules. And so Buffalo now will need to search for a returner you know, and somebody that can help them. They've got James Cook. I don't think this will be a Dalvin Cook inquiry. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, because he wants too much money, and I don't think Buffalo wants to go down that road. But I do believe that, you know, they'll need to find another nickel back. They can put James Cook in that role to see if he can handle yeah, it's it's unfortunate. And even producer and Elliot where I and I were talking before the show started that some of those those contracts even have it specifically written in for certain things, whether it's a jet ski or, you know, slope skiing. There's certain things that are even explicitly written in those. So you feel for Naeem Hines in the spot, a guy who is expected to compete for reps in that backfield. We know how good he was in the kick return and punt return game. Famously ran those two kickoff returns back for touchdowns at the end of last season, their first game back um, after after their teammate, DeMar Hamlin, dealt with what he dealt with on the field. So stinks for Naeem Hines. Um, also stinks for the Lions with C.J. Gardner-Johnson, where things sit right now. But we did see a report, at least from NFL Network's Tom Pelissero, that it doesn't appear to be serious. Better at this point, practice number one, to be precautionary at this point, especially because with training camps opening up, Michael, I don't know what this time of year represents for you, but for me, it always rep re represents optimism, right? And the excitement around each of these teams and what could be in this season. Everybody thinks they're going to the Super Bowl, right? Yep. I mean, everybody thinks they got a really chance to go to the Super Bowl. Who's the surprise team? That's all we talk about. You know, I'm glad to hear about Gardner Johnson because to me, when they cart you off, Typically, they don't, they aren't cutting you off to bring you back. I mean, there's a reason. There's something had to happen. And I'm happy to hear that because we talked about it on the podcast. It seemed like that was going to be serious. And you hate to think that with a non contact injury, especially for a player so vital to Detroit's defense, you know, playing that nickel slot, being a ball hawk, being able to be around the ball, playing in Aaron Glenn's defense, which was the Dennis Allen defense that. Johnson, Gardner Johnson played in New Orleans and knows really well. So, I mean, hopefully that's true with Palisaro reported it. And because you don't want to see the non contact, we're going to have too many of them from contact. We don't need them from non contact. Mm -hmm. And we'll get hopefully an update in about 45 minutes from out there in Detroit. We'll have Detroit sports writer Will Birchfield, also um, is one of the members of the Lions Game Day Live crew. So, we'll get the breakdown of everything that's been going down at training camp. Our own Mike Pritchard will join us at the end of the show, too, today. Been to a number of training camps in his day as a former NFL wide receiver, currently our VEASAN NFL lead analyst. Hear from him. And in about a 30 minutes as well, Thomas Gable, director of the Raceman Sportsbook at the Borgata, 
will go behind the counter with him. But more as we just kind of start off training camp, we know that there are four teams that already have things underway. 27 more teams are going to get going with reporting tomorrow. By the Thursday of this week, everybody's going to be in action. So it really feels like the season is here. And for you as somebody who, you know, former NFL executive GM, you have been around teams at training camp for years and years and years what are some of the, the best and worst parts of this time of year as teams are trying to get set for the season to come? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a confounding problem. You have to get your team ready with physicality and the season to handle it. But you also want to stay healthy. So every day you're just you go to practice and you're just making sure that you're, you're not getting anybody hurt. You know that injuries are part of the game, but you want to try to avoid the catastrophes, the major ones, especially the non-contact ones. So it's uh, there's a lot of worry this time of the year. It's worry about, you know, are we good enough? Can we stay healthy enough? And are we improving enough? You know, those are three things. And sometimes they don't work in symmetry because you got to work hard. I mean, that's the one thing I think Andy Reid doesn't get enough credit for is his training camps are physical. They're tough. He works his team hard. That's why they're ready to play. Uh, you know, that doesn't mean he grinds them in the ground, but they're physical and they practice being physical and they practice the kicking game, which is important. Something that not a lot of teams do other than like New England, Pittsburgh and, and uh, Kansas City. So it's just a lot of worrying about injuries. And then once you get past that, are we good enough? Is the guy we counted on to be a good player? Is he actually a good player? How much can you take from from some of these early preseason games, because so much of it is about guys just competing for spots. Your veterans, your starters aren't getting nearly as many reps because of exactly what you just talked about. You don't want to risk injury because the most important games are still to come. But at the same token, you see guys like, like John Harbaugh, for example, and the success that they have in the preseason, the importance that they put on winning. And there are certain instances where that, I feel, can have positives and can carry over to the regular season. But I also know as a 49ers fan, one year when Mike Singletary was our coach and they won all four games in the preseason, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the year. And then we went over to actually start the regular season. So I don't know how much you can actually take away from some of those games. Well, I think you evaluate teams in preseason in pieces, right? So let, let's take Let's take the Jets, for example. There's so much hype about the Jets. So there's no sense in watching the Jets in preseason and coming away with, are they good enough on the offense? Are they good enough on defense? Is, is Aaron Rodgers back to his old form? What you have to do in training camp is determine, are the, is the Jets' offensive line, are they going to be as good as we think they are? Or do they improve? Because that's the area that we're concerned about. Is the Jets' defensive line dominant enough? Is C.J. Mosley still a good player? So there's pieces you have to evaluate because you never get to see the whole thing. And then you also have to understand when you have a player that you're counting on, you got to give him enough reps that he knows how to play the game. And he's smart and he can handle it. But he also has to play against good players because the last thing you want to do is count on a guy who's been playing against a bunch of backups on opening day when he starts to play against the starters. Mm -hmm. This time of year, all about getting that work in for sure. How much also can we trust like beat writers. I feel like at least for me from the betting perspective, it's important to keep tabs on a lot of the things that are coming out of these camps and injuries and the like, but we're also it's talking season and so how much stock yeah. can you really put in some of those reports? Zero, Stormy, zero, right? How many times I mean, how just think about going back to when, you know, when Belichick after they cut after they cut Lawyer Malloy and how the team, you know, they all said he lost the team and it mm -hmm. was going to go down the down the drains. I mean, zero. I mean, there's always an agenda to what's going on. 
Plus, how many times have you read in a, in a, in a beat reporter's port about a guy having a good camp and he got cut? Oh, yeah. How many times have you seen that? I mean, a thousand, right? Because they don't understand what's actually happening at training camp. They don't understand what's going on. I think what you have to do is look at teams in sections and say, okay, this team's really good. New England is their offensive line. How is Trent Brown? Does he look like he's in shape? Is he going to be able to come in and contribute? Can he play well for them? I think that's really what we have to get to. We've got to be able to look at sections of the team before we make the determination. Jordan Love. What's he look like? How is he practicing? Not that how many completions he makes is how is he processing? How quick does he get rid of the football when it's in his hand? We'll see that in the preseason. That's a great approach, I think, and great advice for anybody out there who's trying to plan out the start of the season and which teams they want to buy in on. We are taking our first time out of the show, but because you did mention the Jets, they are one of the four teams that already has training camp gotten underway this past weekend. We have burning questions that we're going to get to for as many NFL teams as we possibly can throughout the course of the next two hours. We will start with the New York Jets coming up next. line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And it is the time of year, ladies and gentlemen, that we can finally say it. Football is back. NFL training camps are underway. A number of teams got started this weekend. Even more tomorrow and by Thursday, the entire NFL will be able to say that the offseason is in the rear view. But... With that comes a ton of burning questions I feel like that we have for every single team. Producer Elliot and I broke it down in a number of different categories, and we're going to start off here, Michael, just with the teams who have already started camp. So we're going to take a look at the Jets here, the Cleveland Browns, the Detroit Lions, and the Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll start with the Jets because while, yes, you mentioned questions about that offensive line, how they're going to show up, we know that Aaron Rodgers has been the story of the offseason, not only when it comes to the Jets, but the NFL as a whole, but suddenly this is a franchise that owns the longest active playoff drought in North American professional sports has just one winning season in that time, but they are considered a legit Super Bowl contender in 2023, Michael. So how will the Jets handle their first off season with real expectations? You know, I think this is going to be a challenge because when they stumble, which all teams do, even teams that win Super Bowl tend to stumble. You know, there's not a Hollywood movie. Nothing goes to script. So when they do struggle, how they react to that. And then I think you have to really take a deep look at what will they be like? How will they improve defensively? Can they create turnovers with their defense, which is something they didn't do all of last year? In the last eight games of the season, this Jet team only created two turnovers. Mm -hmm. So can they create turnovers with their team? They get created one against Chicago and one against Jacksonville. And they were one in six, one in, six in those games. So I, I think to me, those are the two concerns. And the other part that worries you, 
is they are now the hunted. Right. You know, remember in The Godfather where Virgil Salazzo says to, to after he had the, when he was meeting with uh, Tom Hagen, he said, you know, now I'm the hunted one. Mm -hmm. After his failed attempt at killing Don Corleone, now the Jets are the hunted one. That's a different element when you're the hunted one. When you're on national TV five times, when you're no longer an afterthought for the game, right? You're going to have to show up and say, okay, here's where we are. And you, we're going to get everybody's A game. Even though they they don't they didn't win enough to get everybody's A game, the publicity and the expectations will get everybody's A game. That's a challenge, Stormy. Absolutely. And you said it, even though they're coming off of a 7-10 and 10 season, another year where they didn't even make the playoffs, let alone have a playoff win. And these expectations aren't just from fans or from betters. They're from themselves in a lot of way, too. You hear... Aaron Rodgers saying that, yes, of course, a Super Bowl is a goal, but then your head coach backing it up saying that they believe that they're one of the six to eight teams that really is in a position that can say they want to be in a Super Bowl, but really get there. Um, same thing Garrett Wilson said just this week that we want a Super Bowl. The schedule is tough. You mentioned the primetime national television games and every schedule in that division is going to be tough granted but look at the way they start off this season Monday night football week one against the Buffalo Bills then they're at Dallas then they're taking on New England yes they're at home but that's always going to be a tough test then the defending Super Bowl champions Kansas City at Denver at mile high in the altitude with Sean Payton now Russell Wilson's going to have a few weeks under his belt figuring things out then you have the Philadelphia Eagles who also just played in a Super Bowl all that before you get a breather with the bye week yeah, I, I mean, and look, and, and how many times have we talked Jets where they never talk about getting better? They only talk about how good they're going to be. They always talk about tomorrow, right? Anybody who talks about anybody who's won a championship really is stays present. They stay in the moment. They don't let themselves get away. This is when expectations get you. When you start talking about what's going to happen tomorrow or we're going to be a dominant team, you're not in the moment. And when you're not in the moment, somebody else is going to beat you. That's what I think when Salah comes to the press conference wearing an I Love Hard Knocks t-shirt or reacting to everything, he's basically telling everybody he's listening to what's out there. He's reading everything. And it's reacting to it. The noise you cannot listen to. You must focus. And this idea that we're just going to turn on the engine and the car's going to go at top speed is wrong. And I think that's where it could be a disaster for him. Yeah, the Jets have had 13 starting quarterbacks since the start of this playoff drought. All 13 have a losing record. Ryan Fitzpatrick had the best at 13 and 14. So hopefully Aaron Rodgers can be a difference maker when it comes to this team. Nine and a half, the win total. And of course, somebody like I mentioned that is considered in contention for Super Bowl in 2023. How about the Cleveland Browns here, Michael? Because uh, their GM, Andrew Barry, really has praised Deshaun Watson as they are starting training camp. He said that the quarterback's in a really good place. He's in great shape physically. And he thinks it's going to be a big year for Watson personally and professionally. The burning question here, how will having this full offseason in training camp, knowing he is the starting quarterback from week one, um, impact his ability to win the season. What do you think? Oh, I, I think it's got to be a, a huge uh, get. I mean, I, I think he can't get any worse than he was last year, right? And I'm going to bank on what I saw at Houston as opposed to what I saw in the six, five or six games in Cleveland. The complete offseason. I think Cleveland added two pieces to their team that make a difference, and that is Jim Schwartz, the defensive yep. coordinator, and Bubba Ventrone, the special teams coach. I think those two 
people will really make the Jets, will really make the Brownies a, a much improved team. And they were already a good team. I think what Denzel Ward said today, I read this comment, you know, look, we've got a lot of talent. We just need to prove it on the field. And I think he's right. You know, I think he's right. I think they do have a lot of talent and they can prove it on the field. They got a good running game. You know, I think Stefanski will call a good game. I think he makes mistakes at there. But look, there's no reason for them not to compete. I mean, they can play with anybody. They're good in the offensive line. They're good in the defensive front. Jim Schwartz, who you mentioned, yeah, clear upgraded defensive coordinator. Defense in general should be improved. You bring in a proven player in Zadarius Smith to replace Jadavian Clowney. Miles Garrett, who's the second shortest shot to win defensive player of the year. You like a lot of the bones over there offensively. You reference a lot of reasons why this team should be better. I just wonder if Deshaun Watson personally is really in this new place that he keeps talking about. Like he says, he's been in a, a different space. There was a time, you know, last season when he wasn't even allowed in the building, had to go find somewhere else to work out. He hadn't been in a huddle with those guys, never worked with the coach, the distractions and every interview that he did were taking things over. So I feel like even just from a mental standpoint, there should be um, a shift in what his reality is as a quarterback. And of course, the last time we did see him in action, 2020, he was the NFL's passing leader. So we'll see what he's able to do in six games last year. QBR of 38.327th in the league, seven touchdowns, five picks, 1,100 yards, and the Browns went three and three in that time. How about the Kansas City Chiefs? We talked about it yesterday. Chris Jones holding out at training camp. So first off, will he get a deal done? How will the wide receiver room shake out? And do the Chiefs in camp give themselves uh, another shot at a Lombardi trophy? Could they go back to back? I feel like for a team that just won a Super Bowl, I actually have a lot of questions coming into this season. You know, I do too, Stormy. And when I went back and watched that Super Bowl, I wasn't, I mean, look, they deserved it. They won it. I, I wasn't sure that they were the best team. They were that day. There's, you know, they were, the, they weren't, the, were they the best team against the Bengals in that game, right? You know, now we know Mahomes got hurt and all those things, but I think it's hard. You know, there's a lot of question marks, you know, guess what happened yesterday? Other, you know, after you tried to uh, destroy Brian Harlan, I don't know Harlan, what you're talking uh, about. Harlan, you know, once we got past that, what did we say to to our Kansas City man yesterday? Uh, Kadarius Tony has a hard time staying healthy, right? Mm -hmm. What happened today? He's hurt already. Yep. He's hurt already. Yep. And so, you know, you're counting on him and he's going to get hurt. You're counting on can Sky Moore turn around? You know, you're, there's a lot of things you're counting on. And if Chris Jones, even if he shows up and if he's not in shape and he's not playing at the level that he played where he got 15 and a half sacks, it's hard. You know, everybody just says, hey, you know, Mahomes will take care of everything. Will he? Well, it's hard to do that just at one player. One Dan Marino couldn't do it down in down in, uh, in Miami. So, look, I think the Chiefs are still the best team in the West. I think Andy Reid will do a good job. But there is that after effect of a Super Bowl. There is that it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah, and granted, what you said about Patrick Mahomes, obviously he's talented enough to elevate the people around him, but it's tough. Like, you lose Tyreek Hill a year ago. Now you lose Juju Smith-Schuster and Nicole Hardman in that room. Kadarius Toney, who is poised to have a bigger role this season, gets injured again right off the jump. He missed six games his rookie season with the Giants, limited to nine games last year, and then leaves the field yesterday, first practice with an apparent knee injury. Andy Reid did call it a tweak, which I feel like leaves reason for optimism there. But it's just kind of an uphill battle, it feels, in that wide receiver room. Thank goodness for Travis Kelsey.
He's always hurt, though. Tony's never helped. You know, it's like, I know it's just a tweak, but he'll have something else coming down the road. Yep. Thank goodness, like I said, for Travis Kelsey, the stud tight end, the go-to guy. You got MVS, Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice. We'll see who can elevate that room. Uh, We got to take a quick break here. When we return, we hit up our guy, Thomas Gable, director of the race and sportsbook at the Borgata. Go behind the counter and recap a little open championship. Welcome back into the Lombardi line presented as always by BetMGM alongside former NFL executive Michael Lombardi, who's out at his office on the East Coast, Stormy Bonantoni, live from our VEASAN studio at Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Like we did in hour one with training camps opening up this week, uh, we've got burning questions for every NFL team. We'll take a look at some of the most bet teams and divisions this offseason. Do we agree with the market? And Mike Pritchard will join us in 30 minutes as well. Former NFL wide receiver, spent a decade in the league. He's now our lead NFL betting analyst here at the network. Find out which camp storylines he thinks we as bettors really need to hone in on here, Michael. Uh, I was going to say, join the conversation with us by tweeting at us at M Lombardi NFL and at Storm Bon and Tony. But Michael, apparently we don't call it that anymore. It's their, their X's. Twitter is X now. It's X. We changed the name. Oh, okay. I got it. I wasn't even sure how to use it when it was Twitter. Now I got to learn how to use it when it's X. I mean, seriously. Like it just, it sounds like if you ask somebody, oh yeah, it just, it's just an X. I don't know. But like when you ask somebody for their handle, what do you say? Like, do you have an X? That sounds like I'm asking for drugs or their boyfriend. I don't know. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, you're going to have to, they got to give us some instructions here. Don't you think? You would think so. I mean, they're taking the blue check mark. You got to do this. You got to do that. I mean, wow. Elon's it's not on easy one. to social media. What, and, and then we have X and now we have Thread. Although the Thread thing seemed to die, right? That doesn't seem like that, that got any traction. Do you think so? Thank goodness. I'm so glad that I didn't bite the bullet and jump on Threads when it was the trendy thing to do that week because I don't know anybody that's actually using it right now. So we'll, we'll stick yeah. to doing X. I guess for now, I'll which again, yeah, we'll do the X. sounds like Mr. drugs X, or something I, bad. Yeah. yeah, Mr. X, here we go. I, so that's better. I think Elon might need to step into your office, which by the way, is what we are going to yeah. do here to start off uh, hour two of the Lombardi line for anybody who's new here every week on the Lombardi line. There's a new batch of folks who need to sit down. Maybe they need advice. Maybe they need leadership tools. Maybe they just need a solid re- reality check. Well, Michael Lombardi is here to do it. Have no fear. The office of Michael Lombardi is here. Run that open, producer Elliot. The appointments are lined up. You waiting for somebody in there? You've got an appointment. And it's not about what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. It's not personal. It's strictly business. It's time you and me had a private talk when you step into my office. And step into my office with Michael Lombardi. Mr. Lombardi, we'll see you now. Mr. Lombardi, we'll see you now. Mr. Dan Campbell. We're talking a lot of Lions. Why not start with the head coach there in Detroit? He admitted in his opening press conference at training camp that he hears the hype around this team. Take a listen to what Mr. Campbell had to say, Lombardi. I think it's always the thing that's going to worry you is the hype train. I mean, as with most coaches, you know, this thing is just taking off and it's out of control right now. And... 
And that's fine as long as we stay focused on the job at hand and the work. I just keep going back to that. Uh, we got to put the work in and, uh, and earn it. I love that. Recognizing you got to earn it. But yeah. Campbell's a 9-1 to favorite for Coach of the Year. Detroit as a team, the favorite to win the NFC North, the most bet team to do so nationally. So Dan Campbell takes a seat in your office, Michael. What should he prioritize with this team to give them the best opportunity to live up to the hype train? I think he, you know, he played for Bill Parcells. He knows Parcells well enough. And I think Dan would understand that. Stop talking about last year. Stop mm -hmm. talking about the last 10 games and move forward. And this is a completely new year. People are going to study you. You've got new pieces. You've got a new offensive weapon in Gibbs. You've got a new tight end. You've got a lot of different pieces that you're trying to incorporate. And just to think that you're going to be able to pick up where you left off, pick up where you were last year you know I think it's a mistake so you have to reinvent yourself and part of the reinvention is you got to get rid of the past you got to throw that away and I think the hype is the longer you talk about expectations the harder it is and it's harder to get players to focus and concentrate when they don't feel like they've achieved anything and I think the Lions, for the most part, feel like they have achieved something, even though they haven't. They finally achieved respectability, which is a huge thing for Detroit. But we got to separate respectability from being a good team. And I think it's going to be a challenge. And I think that he has, Dan, you got to prepare your team for when you lose, how we're going to react. Mm -hmm. And I, I like that he said it's going to take a lot of work. Just a 9-8 and eight season a year ago, win total this year sitting 9.5. A lot of work to do to get over that and ultimately win the division if there's that. Glad to see, by the way, that your your knees are safe. No biting kneecaps in the office. They keep that safe for the, for the football field there, Michael. Okay, rolling yeah. along. The Chiefs are known yes. for their offense, but the heart and soul of their defense is currently holding out a camp in search for a new contract. Star interior defensive lineman Chris Jones needs some advice, Michael. He's entering year four of his $80 million contract. He signed back in 2020, set to earn $19.5 million this year, but the guarantees are dried up. GM Brent Veach has expressed optimism. A deal will get done. What does Chris Jones need to hear as he enters this negotiation? The guarantees haven't dried up, Chris. They're not going to cut you. You're too good of a player. The greatest thing that could happen is if they cut you. They're not going to cut you. And if you get injured, you're guaranteed to get paid. You have an injury guarantee. You cannot cut a player who's injured. So what are you worried about? You have $19.5 guaranteed in your back pocket. Not written in the contract, written in your talent and your ability to play and perform. So why are you throwing out $50,000 when you already have something that you're fighting for? You already have it. Now, you're in the most perfect position you can be in. They're not going to play you in summer. They're not going to play you in a meaningless three preseason games. Go to camp. Stop wasting money. Stop giving away fifty grand. They can't take it back from you. They can't forfeit it. So you're going to have to pay it. They don't want to put it in their cap, so they're going to charge you for it. So let's stop the ridiculous behavior. You're acting as if it's 1980 when holdouts matter. They don't. They affect you more than ever. So come to camp. Get into camp, right? Be part of the team. And either they franchise you next year or they give you a $29 million a year contract. But something's going to happen and it's all going to benefit you. You giving away money is a mistake. Mm -hmm. The Chiefs, a 6-1 to one favorite to repeat as Super Bowl champions in 2023. Chris Jones, obviously a huge piece of that. 
had a career year, 15 and a half sacks, and a career best 44 tackles as well. On Thursday, the NFL unanimously approved the sale of the Washington Commanders from Dan Snyder to new ownership. That group led by Josh Harris for just over $6 billion with a B dollars. Harris, who does hold and has held ownership in a number of professional sports organizations outside of the NFL, told reporters on Friday, we're focused on changing the culture between Washington's lack of success on the field and controversy off of it, Michael, in the Dan Snyder era. How would you guide Harris to um, this first stage of the transition to ownership in Washington? I would I would say most importantly, Josh, you cannot rely on someone to get you caught up to speed because you're taking over a very toxic organization. And the toxic organization, you don't want to create more toxic because when you have clicks, when you rely on the, the president or you rely on the general manager, or you rely on somebody who has been in the environment, then the people start to worry about, are they safe? Are they being protected? The best thing you could do is operate, isolate yourself from everyone. Not be cold, but isolate. Listen and make your own decisions. Get involved with the team. Go down to the cafeteria, watch practice, mingle with the business people, observe for yourself. Put everybody on notice without saying they're on notice. You're watching. But once you start to sit there and start having a relationship with Jason Wright, the president, or Marty Herney and, and Martin Mayhew, all of a sudden now clicks form within the organization. And that culture, that toxic culture that you're trying to change will become harder to change. And there'll be a lot of resistance. So this strategically has to be operated the correct way. You have to form no alliance and you've got to make all your decisions yourself. If not, this isn't going to work very well, and you're going to see a lot of clicks. And once you have clicks in an organization, mm -hmm. you can't establish a culture. Great advice there. I also wonder, just for my own curiosity, Magic Johnson, a part of that ownership group, he mentioned recently that a name change could come down the line. Is that reasonable to expect that the new regime would also would, do another name change? I would think they have to. Stormy, yeah. I would do it. I would tremendously. I think it's a r ridiculous name. You know, I think there should have been a way to where Dan Snyder, you know, the Florida State Seminoles haven't changed their name, mm -hmm. right? Because Florida State, they have a deal with them. I'm not saying they shouldn't have changed their name, but I think there should be some way to tie a little bit of the past back into the future. And how we do that, I don't know. But to me, you know, when he was a kid growing up and he watched that Washington team take the field in those burgundy jerseys and that gold pants with the stripe down. That, that was something important. And, and I don't think you can lose that. I think you got to figure out a way, much like a lot of schools around the country have done, that had Indian nicknames and have changed them into something that is less, that, that remembers them, the Red Hawks of Miami of Ohio, right? Mm. I think you have to try to find a way to do something like that. And I think it's important. The other thing you have to do is you got to tear down everything that Dan Snyder did from 1999 until 2023. You got to remove them because you got to basically say, look, that's not who we are. Yep. Trying to erase as much of the Dan Snyder era as possible when it comes there. And heck, more name changes in recent history than than playoff appearances, it seems, unfortunately. The, the, <laughs> yes. the, the win total for the commander is six and a half. You still lean toward the over, Michael? I do because I, I, you know, look on paper, they're a good team. I mean, they didn't turn the ball over defensively. They were the one of the worst teams in turning the ball over, but they were very good on third down. They were very good in the red zone. And if they can protect the football, I mean, it's a big year for Eric Bieniemy. 
it's a big year for the enemy. He's got a rookie quarterback, and he's got an offense that has some skill players. He gets that going. They can win some games, and he'll get his head coaching job. Yeah, it feels a little bit like he's a head coach in waiting, potentially, if things don't go well early with Ron Rivera. Maybe he could turn it around midseason. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. What's on Michael's mind next on the Lombardi Line? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.